0: Name right? Yes. What's his name? Oh, there we go. Roman Roman Griffin Davis. Goodness. Yeah, double <laughs> double-barreled kid in like drama school. Obviously, right? stagecoach kid. That. Go on, go out there and sparkle.
1: Go out there and shine, darling. Shine.
0: You're going to be wonderful. Sometimes I worry about your commitment to sparkle motion. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom.
1: Hello Should've said guten
0: tag. Son of a bitch. What a Start Sorry. again. Carry on. My name is Dom, that's one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Guten Tag. How did so, although li-
1: you said that and it was recorded,
0: yeah, I've, it's okay. It's um, out there now. Like, they literally made that, it's become a joke now. It's, like, it's a joke. That, yeah. that phrase is a joke, and I love yeah. that. Um, anyway, so although we live in a world full of sequels, prequels, remakes, and reboots, occasionally we do go and see something that's none of these. Today, we went to go and see Jojo Rabbit, starring Roman, Roman Griffin Davis, Scarlett Johansson, and co starring the writer and director of the film, Taika Waititi. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit, first so, film of the year. So it's 2020, first film of the year. We went to go to see Jojo Rabbit. It's been out in the States for a bit, but it's only just come out in the UK. Yeah, literally think, came
1: out on New Year's yeah, Eve.
0: Uh, yeah, it did, yeah. Um, and so we've gone to see it. We've sort of seen the trailers for it. And we're up for it anyway. Um, and we've literally just come out of it. So what do you think?
1: I really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I mean, yes, I'm four beers in, but... <laughs> I had a really good time. Really, really enjoyed it. Mm. It's black comedy. Mm. It's slapstick comedy. It's situational comedy. It's fucking brilliant.
0: Yeah, I think... So, I'm I'm no bit <laughs> just, just for the record. Um, I think I've, it was, like, really, really funny, like, up front. I think that it sort of front loads a lot of the humour. Yeah. In there's a particular sequence quite near the beginning with a lot of uh, sort of big-name actors with the kids because basically the, the idea of Jojo Rabbit, if you have no idea what it is, is about um a kid in the Hitler youth, essentially. Yeah. Um in you know middle of World War Two and he's like sort of indoctrinated, loves all the Hitler Nazi propaganda fully, stuff. Yeah, he's fully and he's bought fully in, bought
1: into it all. And he has an imaginary friend who is Hitler.
0: <laughs> who in this film is played by Tycho Waititi, which in itself is great. But also the way he plays him and he's just a joke and he's just this ridiculous, outlandish cartoon character version of Hitler, which is great. That's the sort of basic setup of it, but it's more than that. And I do feel like even with the trailers and stuff, they are sort of not quite selling what it is.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: Because although there is, it is really funny in places, and particularly, like I say, the first sort of half, the first half hour is really, really funny. Later on, it does have a real sort of it has drama and pathos and it's like yeah. and it's really good
1: there are a couple of like incredibly powerful moments yeah. in there as well
0: intense and, and it's sort of like i think i've seen a few sort of bits and pieces in terms of people what people are saying about the film and saying it's it's a bit schmaltzy and i, I don't know if i could, would agree with that i think it's no. it's you can sort of see where it's going to go um but I don't think that makes it any less powerful or any less relevant. Um and it makes yeah, I think it at times the the flitting between the two genres can give you a bit of whiplash. Yeah. And there are certain scenes where you just go, shit, you sort of go, Whoa, particularly like early on. I think that there's a scene involving a rabbit and where the name Jojo Rabbit comes from. Yeah, that did and that scene feel a little forced. Suddenly it just really comes out of nowhere. Because up to that point, you've just been laughing solidly about all the, all the shenanigans going on. And then suddenly there's this really dark moment and it sort of makes it all real Of a yeah. second. And it just, it was jarring. I think probably intentionally so.
1: But... Um, yeah. if That's what sort of I found a bit bizarre about all of this is that there are some moments that are exceptionally... Uh, like whip crack yeah turn around in tone yeah exactly which i think are there to remind you that this happened. He's, yeah, yeah that this, this he's real. not taking this lightly yeah. because one of the things that people like i it's quite common and it's going to be like the sort of thing that you would see in the producers for example mm. like that's essentially what this film is
0: yeah that's that's when you think of it as a comedy film about the nazis you think springtime for
1: hitler in germany yeah <laughs> you think of that whole sort of producers element of it yeah um but what you get is a film that's again written and directed by a jewish man
0: yeah so he's not going like to so a certain yeah he can't, he's not going to make light of it when he uh, you know he's not going to make light of the real Mm. suffering that went on.
1: No. and but to, to, to be honest, he doesn't actually address it. No, well... He makes a lot of fun around... Like, what he doesn't do is make light of what's happening to the Jews. No.
0: He doesn't, like I said, he doesn't address it. This isn't Shinn's List.
1: No. And but, he, but it he, does, yeah. Yeah. He holds a lamp up to everything that happens mm. and shows you how silly yeah. people can be when they're so indoctrinated. Yeah. And it's as much a political commentary on things that are happening now mm. because of these larger-than-life cartoonish leaders that people are seeing yeah. as it is about then.
0: Yeah,
1: um, What it yeah. doesn't show you is the extent of the war crimes. No. It doesn't show because you it,
0: that. Because, well, the, to, to be fair, I think what's good about it is that it, it is completely insular in terms of it's entirely through the eyes of Jojo. Yes. So everything is done through. So like we never really cut away to find out. There's more story going on, but with the other characters, his mother, who's played by Scarlett Johansson, who's great in this as well.
1: Yeah, she is she's wonderful.
0: Like she's always solid these days. Like she never, she's never bad. Even in bad films, she's not. Mm. She's never bad. Um, but she's brilliant in this. And but we never at any point cut away and have like a scene just with her. It's always Jojo. Yeah. And that's what. And that choice means that. He's not gonna like JoJo doesn't know about the camps, no, he doesn't know about the actual atrocities no. going on. If he did, that would be a different story because yeah. that would change his because you know that in de- deep down, this is a 10 year old, he was a good kid, yeah, and he is really. And they demonstrate that quite early on in the film. They show that even though he loves all this stuff, he's not really a bad kid, no, because of a choice that he makes, yeah. which I won't
1: spoil. And that's the thing, like, he's he, yeah, he has been indoctrinated and he has yeah. bought into the propaganda. Yeah, because this is what's being sold yeah. and being forced down his throat constantly. Yeah. And as a 10-year-old boy who believes in the glorification of the war,
0: yeah.
1: and his, in a line early in this film, he says that his best friend is Hitler.
0: Yeah, his best friend, um, number one top spot, is reserved for the
1: Fuhrer. You're yeah. a close second, and yeah. you'd be lucky to have that. <laughs> Yorkie is second. Yeah, Yorkie. Good old Yorkie. Um <laughs> Yorkie is largely one of the most adorable side characters you'll probably come across I love films. that
0: he's just English as well, and he hasn't bothered yeah. in an accent. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is doing, like, little, like, joking accents. Like, Sam Rockwell is a really good German, like, piss take it, yeah. But it's, it's not meant to be taken seriously as a German no. accent. It's a, like... It's a parody, like, Monty
1: Python-esque. Yeah. Like, Sam it, Rockwell, Alfie Allen, Rebel Wilson... Rebel Wilson, ...all yeah. make <laughs> silly, very, very silly German accents. Yeah. Um...
0: But yeah, like I say, I I feel like it could have, it would have been, I loved it, I really did. And I think there are, those are things that I like about it. I like the, all the comedy elements and I like the, sort of the more dramatic stuff. But I do feel that the film would have been stronger if it had chosen one of those two paths to go down. If you if See what I mean? Yeah. If it had been out and out satire. Yeah. And a complete piss take, ridiculous springtime for Hitler type thing. Yeah it would have, I'm um, no doubt that Taika Waititi would have made it really funny. Yeah. But equally, if he decided to make it a more dramatic movie about a kid who's indoctrinated, who learns mm-hmm. that's not, you know, the truth of the matter. Yeah. It also would have been very powerful. Yeah. But at the moment where it stands now, it sort of sits between mm-hmm. and at times. It doesn't quite marry up with itself. If You see what I mean? Yeah. But I loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, Sort of the way that the cast all sort of come together and bounce off of one another. Yeah, other. it's a really good ensemble cast. There are like Stephen Merchant's in there. Stephen this.
0: Merchant's great, like, but
1: again, that's another but prime example. He plays of against it. type.
0: Yeah, that's that's what it surprised me. Stephen Merchant was a really good example, of sort of a, a bit of a, a microcosm for the whole film, if you like. Yeah, because he comes in and immediately is like, it's ridiculous. It's Stephen Merchant, he's a comedy actor. Yeah, he's known for being a comedy actor. Um, and they play up on, like, his appearance and how tall he is and all the rest yeah. of it, and it's a joke, and hearing all the Gestapo come in, and they all have to say, oh, Hitler, over and over and over again. But then in the same scene, he's, like, the Jew hunter-type character, Yeah. and it gets really tense, like, genuinely tense, and they make yeah. him, like, he gives, like, these looks and stuff, and you go, actually, he can be quite intimidating Yeah and quite, like, yeah, okay, and, like, that scene is, like, a perfect, like, little boiling pot for what's going on in the film it's like it's both absurdist and taking the piss out of it and also real because you feel fear for what's about what could happen yeah. here and rightly so because some dark shit happens in this film
1: yeah and that's the thing like we don't <laughs> we won't spoil it yeah anyway we'll no do. one of the things that like before going to see this i deliberately avoided as much as I possibly could. Mm, yeah. So I didn't find out anything about the reviews until I came out.
0: Mm.
1: I didn't find out anything about what the film was really about. All I knew that it was a film about a boy whose imaginary friend was Hitler. Just,
0: yeah, even in the trailer, though, there is the reveal of the plot in terms of what's going on in his house. Did you not really? see that then? No, Have you not watched the trailer? I think I only done. saw maybe the teaser okay, trailer. Maybe. But maybe. I don't yeah, because they're, they're, at at in the in the main trailer you do get this whole idea of him meeting a Jewish girl. Yeah. That's in the trailer. Okay. So
1: that's part of the story. Yeah, That's that's, that's not a spoiler for me to say that. No, I mean, that's the thing. If it's in the trailer... It's fair game. That's that's the rule. And that's the thing, like... Because that does drive the narrative.
0: Yeah, and I won't say any more than he meets a Jewish girl. There's a lot more to that story, obviously. Yeah. But you get into that by watching the film.
1: Um, And it's a really... It could have been... The way that the story runs, it could have been a lot more saccharine. Yeah. And it could have been a lot more... Well, schmaltzy. I, like I like don't believe that this film is that schmaltzy. There I are can parts, see people there are parts accusing in this it of film.
0: that. I can see people accusing it of that. I yeah. can understand that criticism to a certain extent, but I feel like it makes up for it in certain other choices that it makes. Mm-hmm. And the fact it's uncompromising in certain places, and yeah. I don't want to say what because it yeah. would be a spoiler but there are certain places where it refuses to sort of take the easy you know popcorn route if yeah. you like um, which I commend it for but yeah we'll yeah, talk about that definitely. after spoilers
1: um, but yeah all in all I would really really recommend this film I know it's going to be really divisive because especially well in any country that has had any sort of effect from what happened in World War Two there are going to be points where you're going to feel uncomfortable laughing and sympathising with someone who's a Nazi.
0: I mean, literally... One of the things that
1: this film does is it opens your eyes to the fact that Nazis aren't just terrorist villains. Mm. They were people Mm. who were brainwashed. yeah, And they were people that were indoctrinated and they were children that were forced into this who were, you know widely informed that this is exactly the right thing and this is exactly what they should be doing and they were idolizing fucking adolf hitler you know they, this was someone that they looked up to and they believed all the propaganda
0: yeah it's that cult of personality that was built around it and that, yeah the idea that the whole country was about this one person this is great like the opening um montage
1: yeah is really interesting because it's there's wow the, that is yeah i mean that opening montage it really is, yeah. first of all is incredibly brave yeah and secondly is incredibly funny
0: yeah because basically I, yeah i don't think that's a spoiler it's like it's um like yeah it's basically they are replicating beatlemania but beatlemania around hitler
1: yeah
0: uh, to a point where they're playing a Beatles song but it's beatles with german lyrics yeah, and it's all this like running and screaming fans, and everyone trying to, and and it's the idea, but the re, the person they're getting excited about isn't the Beatles, it's Hitler, and it's like, but it's all every all the footage that they're using is real historical footage, yeah. of people in Germany during during and, that time, and it's like, yeah, the the cult of of Hitler and and the sort of the fanfare around him is like shit, and it really got gets you into that yeah. mindset really early on. It's really cleverly used. To sort of get you into, yeah, this is Nazi Germany, but also like 1945,
1: yeah. And it's it does give this sort of uncompromising look in the way that, like, the Jewish population were portrayed at that time, mm. in the way that you see now in like a softer sense how like the Muslim population in certain places mm. are portrayed in you know, they're all this and they're all that, and this is what they do and that's what they do. And this really puts a light on it and just goes, you're being fucking silly. Yeah. You're being fucking stupid. Listen to what you're actually saying. Yeah. And
0: like every time, yeah, they just, the ridiculous, like they keep throwing these out, these ridiculous, like, like where does where the queen Jew live that lays all the eggs? Yeah. Like, stupid shit like that. And you, yeah. when you say it out loud, it sounds, and it's like absurdist, but it's not that, fu- like it starts off like, Oh yeah, they're rats, they're dirty, but like there are nuggets of true propaganda in yeah. there, in amongst the ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. And you go, fuck, yeah, this isn't that far away. No. Really. It's like when they talk about, oh, they love shiny things. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because that was the propaganda was that they're like money grubbing, like want to control all the money in the world. Yeah. And it's like, so take that to a logical conclusion for a ten year old. They like shiny things. Yeah. It's like there's not really that much, dip, no. much of a gap between the ridiculous stuff and the real stuff It's like fuck.
1: Yes, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, the, there is a line in there that I believe is specifically replicated from sort of a modern vernacular, where they talk about where the Nazis talk about the Russians, yeah, and say, "Oh, you can't. Well, you, you should. You shouldn't worry about the Jews. What you need to worry about is the Russians because they have sex with dogs." Yeah, and you're like. Oh, so you're making a joke about what people say now yeah. about people from certain populaces and certain countries being something fuckers. But you're putting it, again, like you say, you're putting it in that point of view of a child yeah. who don't think of them as dog fuckers. They think of them as people that have sex with dogs. <laughs> and it's such a sort of really... like, And it's quite an intelligent way of doing it. And yeah. I thought... It's so clever. Yeah. And I think some people are going to miss the mission. I think some people are going to be really offended by this. Yeah, and I oh, think people are going to be upset that they are sort of passionately concerned with how a Nazi is going to be portrayed. But I, I think, think if so. somebody... Those people that need to get past that... Because yeah. there was a point that I was laughing and I'd be like, oh, Jesus, Tom, you shouldn't... And when then I'm like, actually... These are caricatures.
0: Yeah, but when, like, when it first started, that first like half hour or whatever, and it was like the training camp, and you and me, we, we were there with a group, there was a group of four of us, and we were like, in the middle of the cinema, and we were really, really laughing. Mm. And I was aware that not everyone else in the cinema was doing the same. No. And I was starting to work, I was like, have they been missold it? Am I coming in expecting a comedy they thought it was something else? Mm-hmm. Or... Are they just not comfortable laughing at Nazis? Because I'm comfortable laughing at Nazis. They need to be laughed at. Yeah, they're assholes. Because that's exactly
1: what they are. They're <laughs> yeah. a
0: fucking joke. They're a joke. But that might be a bit more of a modern sort of view of comedy. Like it's the hmm. sort of again we're like the the Rick and Morty generation. Yeah, yeah. the dark humor, the Family Guy, taking the... The, like subverting things that we hate. Yeah. But then when people don't. Yeah, I can understand like another, from another
1: generational point of view, maybe that's yeah. it's not
0: something they can find funny. So well, the nihilistic
1: humor is sort of embedded in this modern yeah, to a point where like yeah, culture. you
0: couldn't sit down yeah, you, know, you can sit down your your dad or whoever and watch an episode of Game, uh, Rick and Morty no. that's really dark yeah, and about how nothing matters and everything we're all yeah. gonna die and all that shit and they wouldn't find like what's funny about that? I'm just like I can't explain it to you. It's just a sense of humor. It, it so is I can funny. kind of get how. I guess I can understand how people could have
1: a opposite reaction I to I do it. yeah there are people that are going to feel very strongly against it but this.
0: I feel like because of the fact because of the shift that happens in the movie from being that funny that outright trying to make you laugh to making a point and so- and sort of taking the elements of it seriously I feel like that should sort of turn them around on it it should yeah. t- it should make them realize that no as much as he is taking the piss out of the Nazis he's not taking the piss out of the Jewish people yeah, because that would be wrong. Yeah, like he's not taking the piss out of the people who suffered and the people yeah. who di- who, like that's not because that would be wrong. That's that is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Would be a shit thing to do. He's not doing that. I think once they see that, hopefully that will make them soften on the more comedic elements of
1: it. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's going to be really interesting. Like I'm going to take some time and sort of look through mm. like, the reviews and sort of feedback Again, from this we, as well
0: our group of people who went tonight were all of that sort of generation of that of that yeah. kind of sense of humour as well. Yeah. Which is what attracted us to go and see it in the <laughs> yeah, first yeah, place. Yeah, but there'll be people in that
1: audience and people who are going out to see it who won't yeah. feel the same. I mean, I was sat next to a gentleman who was, yeah. must have been in his 70s. Did he not laugh at all? And he, there were a couple of laughs there. Yeah. But don't know. Like, I don't know how he felt. I maybe you should have had a chat with him afterwards and yeah. said, but at the same time, yeah. it is really, really going to sort of twist how people feel about this.
0: Mm. Which is
1: not what I expected, really. I was, like,
0: going in, I'd seen nothing but, like, positive. Like, it's done all the festivals and lots yeah. of, like, awards and five-star reviews and all the rest of it. It wasn't until today that I found out there have been some negative, quite high-profile negative reviews. Like, one-star yeah. reviews going out for it. And I was like, Really? And as I'm watching it as well, I'm just saying, how could you possibly just give this one star? Like, you must have a fucking heart of stone. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like I can't stand maybe, like, not getting on board with it and, f- and going, right, nah, not for me, two star, three star. But one star, like, it's not a badly made film, is it? No. Like, you can't, yeah, that's, I feel like that's
1: clickbait, to be honest. Um, but anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm looking here, like, Empire have given it three and a half, or, or 3.5, uh, three out of five, sorry. That's those beers talking. Um, Rotten Tomatoes it's got 79% IMDB it's got 8 out of 10 92% of Google users like this um, hmm. okay Daily Mail does the humour hit the target sadly no Jojo Rabbit's Roman Griffiths I was out of breath after the first two hire Hitlers <laughs> Um. Peter Travers Rolling Stone three and a half Hmm. What kind of gives JoJo Rabbit its specialness? Yeah, there's a lot of like I think it's interesting. That, I think interesting a lot that, of this
0: is really really blown out of proportion. It's interesting that it's like it seems to be the mainstream ones that are giving it mediocre reviews. I think a lot of the because again, like all I've seen is like the big, the festival stuff mm. and the high profile and those kind of that who've been giving it big like praising it, lots of um, rave reviews. And then yeah. now it's going out to the more mainstream press. Now it's getting a much more lukewarm reception yeah. critically anyway. Um, that's. The I'll like be interested to see what w- the
1: audience score is. Pretty of. high if you yeah. look at
0: IMDb. Yeah, audience and the, yeah, audience scores versus critic scores are always interesting.
1: But, um, yeah. again, like the standard here. Don't be fooled. There's nothing cute about the Hitler Youth. Again, that's somebody that's missing the joke. No, because they're not, making yeah. fun of the Hitler Youth.
0: Like, I feel like there's people who are like saying that who haven't seen the film. Like you can't. No, they're not saying they're
1: cute. No, like, they're not <laughs> saying they're cute. What they're saying is that these were children that were put into war situations that were being treated like idiots yeah and we're laughing we're weakening that defense because the fucking nazis are trying to come back yeah
0: like i don't understand how you can watch that film and get the that they're trying to soften that like yeah how can you miss the point so much yeah i don't understand how you can go oh yeah they're trying to make the nazis nice and like no they're not are you not watching it? Like, are you not watching the same thing we are? The real Nazis in this film are like the boys who bully jo- Jojo. Yeah, they're the Hitler youth. Yeah, and they're not sympathetic characters exactly because they are old enough to make their own and decisions, have done, and have chosen to be fucking Nazis. Fuck them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whereas the
0: kids who are just being like, and she says it. She says you're not a Nazi. You'll just enjoy being in a in a club. And exactly. Like, That's
1: exactly. So they're
0: not. They're not. Trying to make the Hitler Youth look cute and fun. No, like what the fuck are you? Oh, yeah, one an idiot.
1: Anyway, I'm... <laughs> I think these are people that have made their decision before they've seen before it. Before they've seen it, it, it must film. have done.
0: Like, yeah, I can't understand how you can watch that and see the conclusion that it comes to as well, and the sort of the 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 final act of the movie and how that plays out, mm. and still have that opinion of it. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. I mean, do we want to do a little spoiler? I mean, bit?
1: yeah, we'll do a quick spoiler thing, but I don't want to say. I don't really think we should say too much because. Otherwise... No, I
0: think the one thing that I will say that
1: yeah, w I, I wanna a spo- big spoiler tag right now. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler
0: alert. Um. So there's one particularly emotional thing that happens midway through, which really turns everything. And it's like, fuck, which was done really, really effectively. I thought we won't get too much into that. But the one thing that specifically I did want to mention is, um, I liked when, so basically at the end of the movie, you get the liberation yes. of Berlin, I assume. One from, can only presume it's from an the way they talk about it. Place. It seems like it's Berlin because yeah. it's a big, city and everyone's closing in on it by the end of the movie like the russians and the, and the americans and everyone but in that liberation it's not a flag waving oh great look the americans are here they do some horrible shit as well yeah they were quite happily about to line jojo because he was wearing a nazi well, jacket hit the youth Hitler Eve jacket or yeah. whatever they were quite happily about to line him up against the wall and shoot him yeah and it's like fuck and again i really appreciated that Taika, in his writing and directing of this, wasn't giving... No one was getting off easy. No. He's like, I'm not going to go, oh, yeah, the Nazis were horrible, and then everything... Like, sunshine, sunshine and rainbows the minute the Americans turn up. No. Yeah. They're just... And they're just as indoctrinated
1: as, exactly. the, as the
0: Hitler youth are, because they just go in and they see that uniform and they don't care that it's a 10-year-old kid wearing it. They're ready to fucking hurt Yeah, just grab him, drag him straight through. And that, I think, is really... It's a a subtle thing. Like, no one spells it out. Like, you don't spend time with American soldiers. They never say anything. They never say, fuck you, you fucking Nazi. They never say it. No. But it's implied. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. And then
1: what follows that? Yeah. Which is a great bit of um, Rockwell. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Sam Rockwell, man. And again, it's this point where you go, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, it does make you think, again, like, finding the humanity in people that were part of the Nazis. Yeah. And again, He's... I think
0: like that will make people, people will get angry about that. Yeah. People will go, are oh, they making the Nazis the same out time. to be nice people. No, they're not.
1: But they're not making they're the Nazis. Not they're not, nice. not
0: they're d- making them out to be nice people. They're making them out to be people. Yeah. Which have got a fucking run the gamut of different, yeah, so like, exactly. prime example, yeah, if you look at the contrast between Sam Rockwell's character and Rebel Wilson's character. Yeah. They're both like, joke comedy people when push comes to shove at the very end one of them is a fucking Nazi and a piece of shit and one of them isn't yeah because there's guess what there's fucking (laughs) there's There's a whole there's a whole range there's a spectrum that's the word I was looking for spectrum and yeah because the, the Nazis now, like if you were, an, if you want to be a Nazi now, you have to actively be a Nazi. If you wanted, like back in the in Germany during the war, you didn't really have much choice. You are either a Nazi or they kill you,
1: or you were in a prison camp.
0: Exactly. So the options are, and there are very brave people who resisted and didn't do that and did did what they could, and they are highlighted in this film and celebrated yes. in this film exactly. again. Fuck! I really like this film. <laughs> like yeah, the more I think, about, the more I think about it, the more it it does touch on quite a lot of elements of the
1: complexity of that situation. Mm-hmm. And but it does also, it in... there's like the implied romance between Sam Rockwell and Alfie Allen's character. Yeah, and one of the major yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that the Nazi party was against. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who picked up on that. Were, yeah. yeah, was any form of homosexuality. Yeah. Like, they were grossly against it. But then there's this implied relationship between the two of them. And yes, Alfie Allen plays it up a little too camp. But it fits the cartoonish nature of this. Mm. If he'd appeared that way in any other sort of comedy, against lesser sort of cartoonish or characterist performances, that might have been offensive. But the fact that he was playing a fairly openly gay Nazi—well, you
0: say that. It's—I don't know if everyone everyone would pick up on that. I think you and I both did. Yeah, but not everyone necessarily would pick up on that.
1: No. But that's and again at the same time, but then it does sort of lean in a little bit when he starts wearing a flam when Rockwell starts wearing a flamboyant costume with feathers and Yeah, but like again, like people some people would just say that's ridiculous that's just silly yeah. it's silly, but at the, the same the... time, this is the same group of people that developed the Ubermensch. <laughs> yeah. That were trying to develop the Superman <laughs> through <laughs> eugenics. And you're like, okay. You're you're quite silly anyway. There's no such thing. Yeah,
0: and that's a great little scene as well. That bit where she turns it on him. What's um, that? When she's he's talking about how we're the superior race and yeah. you're just weak, and then she just turns it on and says, "There is no such thing as a weak Jew." Yeah, we're the chosen people. We've chosen by God. You're chosen by a, a silly little man who can barely even grow a full mustache. Yeah, great. But again. They're not making the Nazis sympathetic. If you're watching it thinking that, you've completely missed the fucking point. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, no, like I'm
1: completely on board with you. There, no. Sorry,
0: but like, yeah, I, I, everyone's entitled to their opinions and everything. But I really do feel like anyone who's got a real issue and has got some sort of you know feels like this is somehow made, an apology for the Nazis really is not getting the point. Mm. And again, has to
1: realise that this is made by a Jewish man. A minority (laughs) minority Jewish Jewish man. man. Um, A New Zealander yeah, a minority Jewish man. All those things.
0: Um, Yeah, and it is very much a Taika Waititi film. I think it's a lot closer to, like, Hunt for the Wilder people um, than it is. Like, if people going in this, like, I feel like he's going to have attracted a bit more of an audience now because of Thor. Mm -hmm. So, like, when they're advertising this now, it's, like, from the director of Thor Ragnarok, and they advertise it as a big, like, sort of broad comedy. I feel there will be some people who go into this expecting it to be an out-and-out, like, Austin Powers-esque yeah. comedy who might get confronted by some of the actual drama in it, yeah. um, which will be interesting. So that might cause a bit more of a backlash. Yeah. Um, but this is, if, you're gonna, if you want to know what it's going to be like, you're much better off watching something like Hunt for the Wilder People, mm-hmm. which is, again, it's a, it's a dramedy, I'd say. It's, yeah. it's a funny drama.
1: Yeah. Well, um, this or uh, World of People? Well, both. Yeah. But I feel like... I would say this is more of like a black comedy. Yeah. Um, but with some some fairly serious drama in there. Yes. Yeah, so like, I mean, then... black comedies deal with a lot of drama, but yeah. this, it, it, it's, I don't know. It, I don't think it sits squarely in black comedy, but at the same no. time, because it's got some broadest, broader notes to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's
0: absurdist. It, yeah, it's, it like is. I say, it is.
1: But, like, it's not... It's not going to be for everyone. No. It's really not. But the fact is, you know, it's made its money back already. Yeah. It was made for 15 million. It's already made 25 million in three days. Yeah. So... And, like, and the thing with Taika is, like... No matter
0: what happens, but in terms of like the box office or whatever, he's going from strength to strength everywhere else yeah. anyway. He's he's working on... like and He's in with Disney now. Yeah, He's just been directing some episodes of The Mandalorian, which have been great. And then, uh, so I right hear, we can't get it in this country. Never um, heard of it. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he's signed on to write and direct Thor 4. Yeah. Thor 4. For Thor. For Thor. And so that's regard... And I know, I've got no doubt in my mind that this isn't going to be like a Colin Trevorrow situation where... There's a film he makes that they don't like, and then then suddenly the studio drops him. He's like, no, he's golden right now. It's all good.
1: Yeah. Like, even if... I mean, that's the thing. Like, along with James Gunn, Mm. I think the sort of somewhat maverick directors, even if Disney were to turn around and say, Tiger, you're not doing this for us anymore because of what you did, Mm. he would go, okay, I don't care. Because True, he made yeah. his name before he did Thor Ragnarok. True. You know, Taka Watiti was an Oscar nominated director in his first film short that he made. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and What We Do in the Shadows and, and exactly. Flight of the Concords. And he's had a big career before that. Like you said, he'd, he's cut his teeth before he got to Thor. Thor is sort of given him this new platform. And I think, like obviously, yeah. this film
1: wouldn't exist. It wouldn't have the cast that it has. No, because. God, no without thought yeah this film would never have been even looked at or considered before that So, not unless it was somebody again like referring back to the producers like without somebody like Mel Brooks yeah um (laughs) complete tangent
0: but I saw someone that I came up with a really good theory about cats the other day okay that was basically what if cats is like the producers and they've made something purposely to be a flop okay and it's all just a conspiracy yeah. And they're actually going to get their money back because of some sort of legal loophole, or well, however the producers' plot worked. <laughs> yeah, but like it's so obviously a flop. I mean, they should have seen it coming so far away. And they poured so much money into it, and the advertising, and all, all, everything, everything along the line. Everyone knew all the way through. There was no
1: doubt that it was going to be a flop. Well, that's the thing, though, because so, it's, it's literally one of the single most successful performances on Broadway in history. Yeah, but the film is, is one, the, one of the. And worst. the yeah. film is now one of the worst reviewed and rated and received films. No, that just the amount of money history. it's lost. It's lost like seventy million. Yeah, like that's <laughs> f- like but but anyway. Still, we're not we're not talking about cats. <laughs> you know, well they developed a, an emergent new technology that could live map fur whilst people were being filmed. Yeah, but they also had to do a day one patch on the on the movie because
0: they, they had still not had not
1: only do tw- a day one patch, but Tom, what's his name, Tom Hooper? Yeah was working on visual effects on the day that it was going to be in the can the day of the premiere yeah because and that's not they, uncommon because uh, the avengers did that joss whedon did the reshoots for uh the post credits sting
0: oh yeah that was after it wasn't it? After was, the premiere because that was the only time they all got they were all in the same place at the same yeah. time
1: yeah and so chris evans had to cover up his beard yeah he had the yeah, yeah. weird prosthetic <laughs> and his hand in the way but still yeah Cancer's anyway. a fucking cataclysm.
0: Yeah. Um, but we're not,
1: we're not talking about that. We're no, not so talking about that.
0: If you've got a choice, go and see Jojo Rabbit.
1: Yeah. Um, so do, yeah. Do go and see it. I would actively encourage everyone to go and see
0: it. Yeah. Um, again, I would say I would recommend watching something like Hunt for the World of People beforehand just to sort of give you an idea.
1: Yeah. Just um, to get you sort of on the rails to the irreverence. That yeah, the the sort
0: of, the irrever- the sort of this, I think sap it like sad, happy like it, there's the melancholy yes. element
1: to it, particularly in Hunt for the Wilder People. But it's also
0: really, really funny.
1: Yeah,
0: and that will prepare you for what some of the tonal shifts that happen in this one. Which, like I said, some of them don't quite work and are a bit jarring. But I think they're probably intentionally like that. Um yeah. But on the whole,
1: really enjoyed it. Yeah, same. Of the year's off to a good start. It is. It's the. Second best film that I've watched this year. <laughs> right, okay. Because I watched Empire Strikes Back yesterday. Okay, very good. Um, uh, so, so the worst film that I've seen this year. Because I also watched Les Mis yesterday. What? Les Mis. Like, Les Mis isn't a bad film. No. The problem is, it's a week long. <laughs> it is pretty long. Um, I feel like we're in March. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about that um, stewardess thing. Oh, no, I didn't watch all of that. Um, I went and had a shower, did some stretching, had a chat with a cat. <laughs> had a lovely time. Um, what was I say? Right,
0: yeah, cool. So that's Jojo Rabbit. We're done. In the can. Um, I think we've got a couple of things coming up over January. It's an interesting month because we've got a mixture now of um, some awards films. I think Jojo Rabbit is up there as an awards film. We'll probably get nominated for Best Original Screenplay, I imagine, yeah. at the very least. Um but we've also got next week, um, 1917. Yes. Which I'm really excited for. It looks amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if we can, we'll try and see it like in IMAX or something because I think it's Roger Deakins shot it. Yeah. And it looks amazing. It's the, this war film directed by Sam Mendes um, and that's been getting rave reviews. So we'll watch that next week. And then I think we then have some of the blockbuster schlock that comes out in January. So mm. we've got uh, Bad Boys for Life. Yep. Which we're definitely watching. And we're going to see Bad Boys for life, Tom. Yep. Which means we're going to have to watch the other Bad Boys films. Yep.
1: <laughs> I like Bad Boys.
0: But Bad Boys 2 is only four hours long.
1: I like Bad Boys. Don't forget the bit where they go to Cuba. For some reason.
0: <laughs> Don't forget what the name of their team is called. TNT. Which stands for Tactical Narcotics Team. Oh, it's gonna be fun! All right. Um, so, thanks for listening, guys. Um, and we'll um, we'll get back to you over the next couple of weeks with those episodes. Um, but in the meantime, if you go and see JoJo Rabbit, and if you do have any sort of thoughts on it, let us know because, yeah, like I said, this this could divide people. Um, so, let us know what you think. Um, let us know what you know. If you've come across anyone who doesn't like it, or if you yourself. Have got any issues with it, um, and we'll talk about it some more probably.
1: Yeah, definitely. One thing that I do need to do before we go is say
0: hi, Lee.
1: <laughs> that's it. Who's Lee? Mm, I can't tell. you
0: Secret. Okay, that's very mysterious. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm okay with this. Right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Every, thanks very much, guys. The mic stands just broken. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: Oh, what Archie Yates, Yates. the kid that played Yorkie? Yeah, Archie Yates is an actor known for Jojo Rabbit 2019 and Untitled Home Alone Reboot 2020. Oh, yeah, except we got another reboot on our hands, my friend.
0: No, I heard that they the Disney because Disney own it now.
1: Oh shit! Okay, it's yeah, they, yeah, it's yeah 20th
0: Fox. Fox. So now I think they're doing it on Disney Plus. Yeah, and I heard that they cast a kid or whatever, but it's him. Yeah, okay, I'm down for that. All right, only, yeah. only if he's English. Yeah, set <laughs> it in London. Said it in London. <laughs> 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 Directed by Guy Ritchie. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Apparently, it's good though, the gentleman. Really?
0: I was just—I've only seen positive stuff so far. But then that was the same yeah. with Jojo until today. So
1: the only thing that I've <laughs> heard is the Mark Kermode review. Yeah, what did he say? the gentleman, which is... It Ooh, just... like,
0: blimey, governor. Ooh, I should do that. Exactly. That.
1: Like, like, he has a problem with it because it sounds like very rich men sitting around in pubs that they own pretending that they have working-class problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that is exactly what Guy Richie is now, isn't it? So,
0: this is exactly my point. Like,
1: he's not... Because like... it's like, it's Hugh Grant, it's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, everything's fine like,
0: and, and Guy Ritchie all and sat Guy around Guy Ritchie yeah. all
1: round sat around in and one Ch- of the pubs that they own Charlie
0: Sons of Anarchy yeah. fucking Hunnam who would never have to work a day in his life
1: no <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway yeah anyway right let's let's do it <clears throat> right let's put the marker in ready yeah what's that noise is that outside outside yeah right. <clears throat> noisy on this oil rig